Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be reviewing Slenderman, The Spy Who Dumped Me, The Meg, and Eighth Grade. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? Man, I am doing all right, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I'm just happy that we're reviewing a bunch of these movies. <laughs> um, we're actually like semi on time with the reviews. I know this episode's going to be like a day later than usual, but hey, uh, <laughs> this is on time for us at the moment. So. Yeah, man, I 100% <laughs> agree with that. It's just it's been it's been a crazy week with us here. The Screenfellas podcast, and you know we're we're getting back on basis. You know we're trying to refix a couple scheduling issues here, which which I think I think it's working a little bit. We're working on a little bit. We're working a on. little bit. I think I think there's a little bit of progression here. You know, maybe. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I mean, it may seem like it's not because uh, I mean, I mean, I'm not reviewing one of the movies that I saw today, but. We're chilling. We're good. It's fun. Hey, Ozzy, technically, you have seen a movie that I haven't seen right now, but you decided, basically, what I'm gathering is that it's so good that you want me to see it before you review it. So, uh, I'm going to, it's going to be my recommendation. So, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. There we go. Just don't worry about it. There we go. Give you guys a little bit more time to see it. Yes. All right. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit at the end, but we're going to start with, um, mostly we're going to start with the movies that I saw, and we're going to start with Slenderman. <laughs> uh, Slenderman, if you don't know what this movie is about, um, well, I don't know, maybe you're not paying attention to, I don't know, the internet, like, what, eight years ago now? Jeez, that, this movie's based on, <laughs> this movie is based on a video game kind of and it's also kind of based on a real life story i don't quite know what's going on here uh hold on Uh, enrique has invaded the set sorry i sound distracted what's up guys i can fill you in on the i can fill you in on the true story real quick (laughs) sure go for it okay so i i don't know what state i think it was north carolina but there were two 12 year old little girls who had been reading a little too much of this the internet. This is disturbing, by the way. Yes, this is very disturbing. Trigger warning. Skip ahead like a minute if you don't want to yeah. hear this. Two 12-year-old girls uh, lured another 12-year-old girl into the forest and stabbed her 19 times and then fled the scene on the highway trying to go to Slenderman's mansion because they believed that they committed the murder for Slenderman so he wouldn't harm them. So they were like trying to sacrifice the little girl. And this only happened like four years ago. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, if you're not disturbed by that, um, well, I'd, you're not human, I guess. That's pretty messed up. Anyway, this movie is like kind of loosely based on that event, kind of. That's why there's a little bit of controversy surrounding this movie because people are like, uh, should they be making this? It was so soon, like it wasn't that long ago, but it's not real. Like 
it, it really isn't based on that. Like, it, they took the, the that story and, like, it's as loose as could possibly be. <laughs> it's not really that story. Um, I'm going to be honest. I, I didn't even hear the whole story. I, I, like, I had to go for a good. second. And you're then good. I came back. I came back and like as soon as as soon as you said, listen, if you want to skip a minute, you're good. And then I left and I came back so thinking <laughs> the story would be happening. And then you just and then you were saying that's the story. <laughs> Understandable. The listeners heard it. That's all that matters. Um, all right. Um, basically, with this movie, it's aggressively mediocre until it's not. <laughs> Okay, Excuse because me? the first two thirds of this movie, they're just so like, they're. It almost seems like they're trying to just be like an average throwaway horror movie for the majority of it, and then the end of this movie is an absolute disaster and it's terrible. <laughs> so, ultimately, it boils down to a bad movie. I think the performances are okay to not that great, and the strong. The, the script is a bit of a mess, but the strong point of the script, I will start positive, the strong point of the script is the characters. I actually, for even the okay to not great performances, the characters themselves I felt were pretty well written for the most part. Like, I felt like these were actual human beings that were actually friends until the end, then it gets a little weird, but again, the last act is terrible. Um... So, I actually bought the, the relationship dynamic, I bought the characters... Um, and they were, they just had a really fun dynamic. And they're also throughout the, again, the first two thirds of the movie, there are some really solid sequences. There's some scary sequences. There's good tension, there's good buildup and there's good payoff. That all kind of goes out the window in the last act of this movie because it gets just so ridiculous. Like it just wanted to have this big, scary quote unquote ending so bad and it just falls on its face. Like, it gets so silly, so ridiculous. These characters that, like I said, are actually pretty well written for the most part, do things that don't make any sense. Um, it gets so over the top. There's a sequence that is just repeated like three times, I swear, because they start overusing these dream sequences in the movie that it's less like, unless you're a, unless you're a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, do not have dream sequences in a horror movie. Please, please, I beg you. They're terrible 99% of the time. Um, it's just... This this movie, like I said, it's aggressively mediocre until it's not. And ultimately, I'm going to give this movie a 3.7 out of 10. It's Ooh. it's bad. It could have been worse. I'm, ha I'm happy that the movie is not as bad as that last act is for the entire run. And there's some good stuff in the first chunk, but it's not enough. For every cool shot that they have, even, like, going to the cinematography and the editing, you know, things that Ozzy likes to talk about, um, even for every cool shot that they had, there's an equally, like, what? what are you doing? Like, again, aggressively, like, every time they did something good, they do something equally as bad just because it's like, no, we got to make it just average. We can't make it great. We can't be hereditary. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's my thoughts on uh, Slender Man. Uh, again, if you don't care for the source material about with this movie, like you are disturbed by that story and don't want to support this movie, go for it. I don't think it's anything worth... Uh, running out and abandoning your skepticism for. Uh, if you don't want to see it, don't see it. It's not worth it. Um, moving on, we are going to talk about 
The Spy Who Dumped Me. And Enrique can actually join me for this one because Enrique saw oh, yeah. this movie with me. It was interesting. <laughs> interesting? That's the, I mean, that's what you got? It was it was meh. It was like, oh, that was a movie. Uh, yeah. I The comparison I have for this movie, uh, if you have been listening to this podcast for a while, you might remember when we reviewed, man, this was a while ago. So if you, if you, remember, back. If you remember this review, I will be impressed because it means you've been listening for a long time. Um, Central Intelligence. It reminds me very much of Central Intelligence in the fact that the comedy is like the least important part of this movie. With Central Intelligence, I remember, I know you weren't as big of a fan of it as all. Like, I thought it was whatever, it was okay. You didn't like it at all, Ozzy? Nope. Um, fair enough. Understandable. But for me, that movie boiled down to the, it wasn't all that funny, but the story was okay. In this movie, it's not necessarily the story that's okay, because in all reality, this is a much more boring movie than Central Intelligence. <laughs> um, it's the action was okay. I actually thought the action sequences were the, by far the best part of this movie. Probably. Um, they were really cool. They did this funny thing at the beginning um, where they would shoot, like, the scenes with Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon as, like, they just look like a regular comedy. And then they, like, kind of changed the color saturation of the movie towards the for the action sequences yeah. so it felt like two different that was one of the funniest things that happened in the movie and it had nothing to do with the writing mm-hmm. um uh, the action sequences are really good that's i mean I, I there's nothing aggressively bad about this movie no it's just there i mean i i in terms of negatives i don't think it's that funny I really chuckled maybe once. I will Same. tell you that the next movie that we're going to review, which Enrique doesn't even know that I saw because I changed my mind about what I just saw, The Meg, oh, I yikes. laughed more. I, I had a bigger laugh in The Meg than I did at any point during this movie. And it wasn't even ironically. I, there was a genuinely funny moment in The Meg that made me laugh more than I laughed in this movie. I'd this probably m- agree with that. This movie is not funny, but... Yikes. It's something that's really kind of dumb, and you can kind of just enjoy it and just enjoy the action. The story is, I for some people, might be entertaining enough. I found this to be a more boring central intelligence. Yeah. Uh, Kate McKinnon plays a character who doesn't know when to shut up and yeah, she is really had... loud and obnoxious, so she basically played Kate McKinnon. Um, um, hot take. <laughs> she had like this like emotional like crutch in the movie that they were trying to get her like, oh, this is your thing. This is what you're insecure about. I'm like, if someone was really insecure about that, they wouldn't be throwing it out there the entire movie. I know. Because she's just all like, oh, and then she's like, I'm insecure. And I'm like, then shut up. I continue to not understand why people like Kate McKinnon, but hey, whatever. Teach their own. Um, in terms of rating, Enrique, what do you got? Um, really bad at rating movies. He says he says this every time. I do say this every time. I'd probably give it a, a four point eight. Uh, you loser. I'm in, I'm actually in the same range as you. I'm like a four point nine Ooh, to be one. honest. Ozzy, if you saw this movie, I can guarantee you that you probably would have hated it. It, because it's one of those things. One of one of the things that you always say, Ozzy, is like you basically say the genre of it and you say was it this especially with comedies you say was it funny did i laugh and that's like your bar for the movie 
uh, this movie's not coming out. <laughs> so you're going to hate this movie if you see it. You probably won't see it. Um, I'm probably not going to. Fair enough. Thank you. All right. <laughs> uh, moving on, we will review now The Meg, another oh, yeah. movie that Enrique also saw. I... I had a lot of fun with this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Enrique, I know, like, I went into this, uh, my, you went to go see this movie a couple days ago with yeah. our cousins. Our cousins enjoyed it. You did not so much. So I was like, eh, I'm probably going to be more on Enrique's side. And this movie kind of surprised me. I had a lot of fun with this movie. Um, Jason Statham, I think, the thing with Jason Statham now is that he is so aware of what he is at this point. He kind of just leans into it. Like, he knows that he is this kind of over like, the... Yeah, like, he's this action ridiculous action star. And he just, like, leans into it and accepts it. Um, and we know... The thing is, we know Jason Statham has comedy chops. If you've seen Spy, he has probably the funniest scene in Spy. <laughs> he is great in that movie. Um, I still haven't seen Spy. I, that sounds familiar, but I can't put a poster <laughs> to the movie. It's the Melissa McCarthy movie. Uh... Might have seen it. <laughs> I if think I, if I didn't, if I saw it, it's very it's, forgettable. His scene in that movie is so good. Um, anyway, so we know he can be funny, and he's definitely has oh, his. Oh, I moment. remember the movie now. Yes, that is a really good scene. <laughs> so he definitely <laughs> has his moments in this movie, and this isn't really a comedy at all. Like, don't make me. I'm not trying to make it sound like it's a comedy. It's not. It's just. It's a big, dumb, fun action uh. movie. I would say it's fun, Enrique maybe not. I, I'll hear his thoughts in a second. Um, in terms of positives, though, I think that the story, for the most part, it's entertaining enough. It gets really... The story is this, where the stupid is here. There's not these. There's not as many over the top ridiculous like action moments in this as something like Skyscraper. <laughs> um, but there are... Uh, there, there are definitely it's it has its fair share, but I feel like it made a lot more sense in this movie than it did in something like Skyscraper. Enrique, you seem to be wincing as I'm talking, so why don't you tell us what you think? All right, um, I think I like you said it's it's like a fun blockbuster. It it won the weekend, I believe. I I'm, I want to be surprised. I'm more of a uh, Skyscraper. I think is a better blockbuster. And let me tell you why. I'm not going to talk about Skyscraper, but... Okay, um, my main two biggest problems with the movie is the tone. It doesn't know... It knows that it's trying to be a fun, lighthearted movie, but at the same time, it tries to be really dramatic, but then doesn't can't decide if it wants to be fun or dramatic, and then it just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. um, and the characters are very bland. They're very cookie-cutter. That's very where bland. I will agree with you. I think... I disagree with you on the tone. I think the tone, they kind of just, they, they landed the tone for me. The characters, I completely agree with you. I think you could completely cut out, like, half of this cast, and you would be fine. There's really two people you need. You need Jason Statham, and you need, uh, what's her name? Uh, it's Lee Bingbing. She is really good. I thought she was good in the movie. Jason Statham's good in the movie. And the girl who plays her daughter, that little girl is hilarious. <laughs> She's really funny. I really liked her role in the movie. Honestly, if the movie was those three, it probably would have been a better movie and you probably could have cut it by 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of fat in terms of the characters, um, that just characters that don't need to be there. I agree with you. Uh, do you have anything else before we kind of rate this movie? I... <sighs> 
I, I, it's, I just, I, the best thing I can say about this movie is that I genuinely had fun laughing, watching this movie. I smiled a lot in this movie. There's some cool action sequences. Uh, are they over the top? Sure. But I just, it boils down, there's, there's these movies every, like, there's two or three of these movies every year that, you know, I can completely understand a lot of people's criticisms with them, but I just sit back and go, I just had fun watching it. There's a couple from last year that come to mind. Um, something like uh, King Arthur comes to mind. A lot of people crapped on that movie. I just sat back and went, I pretty much had fun with that movie. Mm. Um, another one that I randomly had a lot of fun with from last year, Dark Tower. Everyone hated that movie. I was like, I just had fun watching that movie. I remember after you saw it, you were like, I have no idea what you're talking about, uh, Ozzy. You were like, I have no idea how, what you're talking about. That movie was terrible. And I was like, I don't know. I had fun with it. Um, so there's always these movies. Um, I, I'd be interested. I know a Screenfellas fan and friend of the program, Chucky, wrote a review and put it on Twitter. And I'm, I'm going to be interested to read that. Um, but yeah. So let's rate this movie, Enrique. I'm going to rate You're going to be way lower than I am, I know. Uh, 6.0. You're not that lower than I am. I'm I'm giving this a 7. I think it's a good movie. I had uh, fun with it. So. It was all right. <laughs> that's what I got. Uh, <laughs> uh, see, uh, he sounds so disappointed. Uh, see, which of these movies that we talked about interests you the most? I'm curious. Honestly? Yeah. I'm gonna go with Slenderman. <laughs> Why? I came out of left part, but I'll, I'll take it. I didn't see Slenderman. I'm interested. Why? I'm curious. <laughs> Please tell me you're joking. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, anyway. I just wanted to see. Sorry. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. All right, let's move on and review. This is uh, it's actually a good thing Enrique popped in on this uh, episode because this is a movie that I feel like Enrique really wants to talk about because he has been bugging me to go see this movie again for a while since we saw it. Eighth grade. Ozzy, let's start with you, though, because you just recently saw this. You've seen this movie the most recent out of all of us, and you haven't been talking for a while, so take it away. What were your thoughts on eighth grade? Eighth grade, I, I believe, is a movie that that everybody needs to see. Um, I, it, it's I went with I went with uh, with, a, with a couple of my high school friends. Um, Chris, he was on the show. He was he was a mm-hmm. guest before, and I went with, I went with my friend Amanda. Yeah. And you know, she was telling me, you know, she, you know, when we were leaving the movie. She was she was like, "That was me." Like that, like her, you know, this little girl's character. That was me. And if you guys don't know what eighth grade is about, eighth grade is about uh, an eighth grader um, called her name is Kayla, uh, play, played by Elsie uh, Fisher, and it's just about her trying to, you know, figure out, you know, where she, where she basically fits in. And I gotta tell you, it's it's a really mature kind of middle school movie, and I, I, and I really enjoyed it. What do you think? I think this movie is really good. It's a movie that I'm actually a little surprised that you enjoyed it as much as you did. Uh, because this movie very much reminds me in its kind of plot structure, if you can even call it, that of The Florida Project. This is very much a nothing happens movie. In that sense, I think there's going to be a, a, there's going to be a fair share of people who don't enjoy this movie because they go... They sit back and go, what what actually happened in that movie? What was the story? There's no real story here. It's just this girl 
living through her last couple weeks of eighth grade. That's what this movie is. Mm -hmm. If that doesn't sound entertaining to you, I completely understand. But uh, like Ozzy said, this movie is very, very relatable, not just for eighth grade girls, (laughs) not just for girls. This movie is relatable for a lot of people because it talks a lot about things like insecurity, about things like being socially awkward and kind of everyone has that awkward in between phase. That's what eighth grade is for. And this movie really hits the nail on the head with that. Uh, this movie was directed, by the way, by Bo Burnham. And if you don't know who that is, he's a stand-up comedian, uh, yep. which is incredibly fascinating that the stand-up comedian decided to write a movie about an eighth grade girl. And it's one of the best movies of the year so far. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. Uh, Enrique, what were your overall thoughts? Um, this is definitely probably my, either my favorite or one of my favorites of the year. And probably one of the, definitely one of the best of the year. Um, this is one of the most honest movies that I've probably ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I'm not to call you guys old, but I'm closer to the demographic. Um, well, not the demographic, but what the, the subject matter. And yeah, there wasn't like one it. thing in this movie where I was like, oh, that doesn't happen. Like being around this like age group, Everything in this movie is I've seen or witnessed or experienced. Yeah, definitely. Um, in terms of positives, uh, the girl, uh, what 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 did we say her name Esley was? Elsie Fisher. El- yeah, Elsie Fisher or something like that. This girl, I, I'm going to be rooting for her come Oscar time because I could easily see a Best Leading Actress nomination for her. And don't tell me that it doesn't happen for kids because it has happened before and it very easily could happen again. And I, she is great in this movie. She completely captures this just in-between phase and this kind of shyness and uncertainty and fake sense of confidence. And that's something that uh, I was actually listening to. I think we both were listening. You listened to that podcast with me, right? Uh, It was the Filmstruck podcast uh, hosted by Lisa Malone. Great great podcast. And she was interviewing Bo Burnham. And he talked a lot about the, um, the, what am I looking for? Anxiety? No. The, when, when they got this actress, the audition process. They talked a lot about the audition process with this movie. And he said... They brought in a lot of different girls, a lot of different girls, and they all were kind of acting, trying to act shy. But he said with Elsie Fisher, it felt like it was a shy girl trying to act confident. And that's so brilliant, and I really, really liked that sentiment, and I think he's completely right. That's what she captures. I really like her performance. I think it's the best part of the movie. Ozzy, what do you got positive-wise? Dude, I mean, the, the you know, what I love about this movie is is, is the messages that that still the film carries on. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, you're talking. I mean, it's so crazy, just thinking about, you know, how how long ago middle school was, and just and just where the you know the, like where the demographic is now. It's just it, it's incredible. Um, oh yeah, it just it just kind of brings it just kind of gets you to reminiscing, um, for me at least. In this film, and mm-hmm. I think the film had a, a very powerful message. I mean, this film wasn't also about a struggling eighth grade girl. I mean, it was also you know dealing with relationships from parents, and yeah. Um, I mean, I think I mean I thought I, I really liked that aspect. I mean, the relationship that she had with her with her dad, and, and her dad you know trying to act all cool 
um, you know, we we've all we all see those those kind of dads. We all see those kind of parents that are that are trying to stay relevant. Um, I mean, I, I even like some of the performances given by the by the small time moms that the teachers had there, yeah. where the teachers were still trying to stay hype. They were just like, "It's lit." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it's it's incredible, like what they were able to kind of capture that, mm-hmm. like the momentum of the teachers. <laughs> One thing that another thing that I really really like in this movie, and I don't know how people are going to react to it, this movie capture some of the most cringe-worthy things you have ever seen and it's eighth graders making youtube videos because <laughs> this movie is essentially about what, what this movie is essentially about is this girl who literally has no friends except her youtube channel all she does is make yeah. youtube videos that don't really get seen by anybody but that's who she talks to she talks to youtube and the thing is she's in eighth grade so most likely she's not very good at it but this is her friend so she's just trying to put on her best face she's giving basically essentially herself pep talks and it's in the guise of her youtube channel and i think it's brilliant because they're so cringeworthy they're really really just you're like she's stumbling she's going um like yeah and like her thoughts kind of drift off and like don't finish it's it's really great writing. It really is. And, and, I, and I gotta I gotta say I also love the music in this movie. Yeah. I mean, just the, the, some of the soundtracks that they chose for this movie, mm-hmm. I was just, I was mind blown because I was just like, yeah. I can't believe that she that this that you guys had this character um, have have music in the background because every time something like something huge would happen for me in middle school. For some reason, <laughs> there'd be background music in the band, <laughs> like in the background. Yeah. And I felt the same way. Every time she was with somebody, uh, she played music in her head, and it was—I just found it so funny. And, and just because I relate, and that's that's the thing with this movie. This movie, like you, you, you relate a lot to some of these characters in the in this movie. Um, and and I gotta tell you, I mean, God, I mean, I really hated some of the little girls in this movie. If I'm gonna be honest with you, but what are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, I guess we should move on to negatives and Enrique negative face because he doesn't know where to go with it do you have anything Enrique um this movie was so good (laughs) it was like a symphony of great things but if I had to nitpick one thing uh the cinematography was a little bland at points there was one really good sequence that I thought was shot really well but other than that it was uh, but everything else was amazing bland I guess it's not bad yeah I'm, I'm, I'm trying to grab at things here one thing I will say is, and this is difficult because, again, I don't want to move into spoiler territory or anything like that. There is one sequence in the movie that I feel like is tonally just out of left field. Like, this movie gets super dark really fast, randomly, and it never quite gets that dark again. Um, now, you can argue the validity of that being in the movie. I definitely can completely understand why they put that in there, because it is very real. But it is also, it just felt tonally uh, completely out of nowhere. And again, we don't revisit that level of darkness anywhere for the rest of the movie. So it just felt like that, I mean, that scene sticks out like a sore thumb, but I think it's supposed to. So I don't quite know how to... For me, for me, for me, it was character growth because you see her... You see her I, again, I understand why it's in there. there. I'm just saying tonally yeah, I mean, it sticks out. I guess. Yeah. 
Uh, yes. Do you have any negatives, Ozzy? Let me, let me think for a second. Any negatives? I do agree any with Enrique negatives. that the cinematography is not, like, amazing, but it's not an issue either. I like the aspect ratio. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, okay. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. I mean, I really, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's a good it's sign. I mean, that's a good sign. If this doesn't convince, if us struggling to come up with negatives here and me going for something super specific and Enrique saying say, something say, didn't stand say, out as amazing. I will say, I will say, um, I will say some of these kids act like over the top. Okay. Like, yeah. I can see top. that. Cause like some of the side characters are like caricatures. I could see what you're saying there. Yeah. There are caricatures. And I got to tell you, if my kids were talking to me, as some of these kids were talking to their parents, <laughs> I wouldn't be alive right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being real. I'm like, I would get slapped across the face if I was talking to my mom the way. And Carlos, you know this. Yeah. <laughs> like, he knows. Uh, yeah, I, I could definitely see what you're saying. So, I mean, that's just me, though. Yeah. I mean, have you got a way? Well, talking to your mom, however you wanted. I mean, first of all, why would you talk to your mom that way? Second, but the, I mean, but I mean, secondly, I mean, I guess more power to you. But I mean, I mean, uh, I can't. Man. Yeah, can't. Yeah. Bro, I can't. Man, I I really hope people see this movie because I want to have more conversations about this movie and about what this movie. I want to see it again. We probably will see it again because now oh, I'm boy, caught up boy, on boy, movies boy. for the most part, other than Darkest Minds. But everyone, everyone I've ever said, oh, I'm gonna go see Darkest Minds too, says. Nah. That looks terrible. Why would you see that? So it's I given mean, me no desire to see it because nobody wants to hear a review of it because nobody cares. So I'm not going to see it. It's probably not going to do too well in the box office. <laughs> it, I mean, it came out two weeks ago, and I didn't hear anything about it, so probably did terrible. Um, anyway, uh, we should rate this movie 8th grade and then move on. Ozzy, let's start with you. What do you got? I'm giving 8th grade a solid 9.3. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I'm in the same range as you. I completely like the more. This is the movie that after I saw it, I was like, that was really good. And the more you kind of sit this, with it, this is the this better is even like, gets. <laughs> this was this is this is what I was missing, man. Like like 2017 was missing these kind of movies for me. Felt like a little bit of. I feel like 2016 kind of got revigorated this year for me. At least in my opinion. Okay. I, I, I mean, I would argue, I mean, same studio, same genre. I would argue Lady Bird was this kind of movie from last year. But I know I'm probably the highest on Lady Bird out of anybody in this room. Um, so, uh, fair enough. But I, I completely get what you're saying. So, um, yeah, I'm in the same range as you, by the way. I'm at a 9.2. This is one of the best movies of the year. It will probably end up floating around my top 10 list, if not on it. I mean, at this point, it's securely on it. This hasn't been the greatest year for movies. It's been okay. Um, Enrique, what do you got? 9.4. Ooh, Enrique um, had to be ooh. the highest. It was Enrique fun. It, it was honest. Point. It was lit. <laughs> my boys. Gucci. Was Gucci. It, was, it, was it Gucci? Can we please close Gucci. off every episode of the podcast with that? With Gucci. No. Gucci. <laughs> Nobody would get it other than people who sees the, who sees the movie. So, <laughs> and this is an A24 uh, coming of age movie, so like nobody's Can gonna see it. 
People are going to go see the Meg instead of this. Think about that. We, we could have, like, the most important review in the last decade, and then we end it with Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> and we say it like that. We have to say it like that. We say it exactly how she said it. We can't say oh, Gucci. It has to be Gucci. Gucci. <laughs> Oh, That's man. Not asset, you know, every so, episode. sometimes I get really depressed and think about the fact that people are going to see movies like The Meg and The Spy Who Dumped Me instead of movies like Eighth Grade, Sorry to Bother You, Black Klansman. So Isn't I that really, really sad? I really want to see Black Klansman. Uh, we're going to see that because that is the movie that Ozzy's going to talk about right now briefly in his recommendation. I recommend that everybody sees Black Klansman. The only reason why we are reviewing it is because I think Carlos needs to see this movie, and I know Carlos is going to hate uh, me a little bit if he does not get to speak on it, because I know as soon as he sees it, he's going to want to speak about it. For me, uh, this is one of the best movies of the year. This movie, for me, um, has a lot to say. It has, I mean, for me at least, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry I'm giving it like a little bit away. You're good. Carlos, I mean, I don't know if you agree when you see it, but it has kind of a Tarantino kind of taste to it Ooh, where, um, you know, when it comes to Tarantino style, when it comes to mm-hmm. humor, when it comes to kind of basing things off Lucy. Um, so it has a Tarantino taste to it, which I personally love. Um, for me, this movie had a lot to say. It's relevant to today, and I think that I mean, I think a lot of people should be watching this movie. This is a Spike um, Lee joint, yeah, right? I've never seen a Spike, Spike Lee joint. Lee. I've never seen a Spike Lee joint either. Really? Saying this is no. his best work. Oh, um, I mean, I'm interested to see more of his craft. Of oh, this you got to watch more Spike Lee. Impression. I haven't seen enough Spike Lee, but I've seen my fair share, and I am curious. Uh, funny thing is, um, Denzel Washington has won Oscars for his roles in Spike Lee movies, uh, specifically in, what's it called? Um, I am blanking. Uh, Malcolm X. I believe he won an Oscar for Malcolm X, and that is a Spike Lee joint, if I'm not mistaken. And Denzel Washington's son is the lead in this movie. Denzel Washington's son is, I mean, he, I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean I, I'm Oscar now. Oscar I mean, that's that's what I want. I want this. I want to see this man work more. For me, he. I mean, I've never seen his son in any in anything before, and 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 this was. He's on the TV show Ballers. It funny, funny, funny enough. My mother. I I got off the. You know, as soon as I got to see the movie, I called my mom. I was like, "Listen, you need to see this movie because I know you don't watch anything, but you need to see this movie." Um, and she's like, "Doesn't Denzel's son play him?" And I was like, "I had no idea this was even Denzel Washington's son." So. I mean, but isn't that crazy? Like this director has, you know, directed Denzel Washington and probably arguably Denzel's best performance in Malcolm X. And then he turns around in 2018. uh, What what is that? 20 something years later and directs Denzel Washington's son and could lead him to an Oscar nom, which is kind of crazy. Anyway, either way, I'm very excited to see it and I can't wait to fully review it with you on the next episode, so be on the lookout for that. Um, Enrique, do you have any recommendations? Can you come up with something right here, Um, right now? Good question. (laughs) I'm going to recommend a trailer just because I saw it in theaters for a second time and I can't decide if it looks good, bad, or somewhere in the middle. Um, Overlord or Overlords, it looks like a Tarantino like uh war movie i guess and it's produced by jj abrams like it starts off like a normal war movie with some good visuals 
And then they dip into some sci-fi stuff that comes out of left field, and there's like rock and roll music mm-hmm. in the background. It looks pretty wild, but I can't decide if it's a good wild or a bad wild. So we'll see. We'll see. Interesting. If you haven't seen it, check it out. <laughs> Send me your thoughts. Um, my recommendation is hmm. Game of Thrones. <laughs> I mean, I guess <laughs> that's a random one. Think about rewatching uh, it. You, uh, we are probably going to rewatch Thrones soon because we have multiple people that haven't seen it and th- now is like the perfect time to watch it because it's coming back hopefully early next year. Um, so I'm not watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, I have a couple friends who haven't watched it either and yeah, they should. Uh, so I guess that could be a recommendation. I'm just scrolling through like movies that I've watched recently, you know, trying to find something. I want, I want, I want the fan base to know this. Before we re- before we recorded this episode, Carl said to me, "Have a recommendation." Ready. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I didn't have fun myself. And <laughs> he said, "Just be ready because I'm gonna. You're gonna be the first one to go." And I was like, "All right." And you know, <laughs> fair enough. I that's on me. <laughs> And then I just shoot one out as a joke, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna guess it's it, because I didn't, I didn't know." <laughs> I mean, that that's on me. That's on me. I I was like concerned with like the show running smoothly that I completely forgot to find my own. Um, but my recommendation, actually, Enrique is telling me to say the way way back, and fair enough, that's a good one. Um, but mine's actually gonna be a movie that I watched not that long ago. Uh, it was a eh, couple. It was a couple of weeks ago at this point. Me and Enrique and I believe my little sister watched it. And it's a movie I haven't watched in a, fir- in a long time. The Mask. Uh-huh. I watched The Mask recently with Jim Carrey. That, movie's, that movie holds up. It's really funny. Jim Carrey is really funny in that movie. It's not like... I'm not saying it should have won Oscars or anything, obviously. But it's a fun, it's a fun really romp. enjoyable movie. And it's it. one of my favorite, like, comedic carry movies. Even... Yeah. He, he has more iconic ones, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's one of my personal favorites. So that's my recommendation. I believe... When are we watching? On Hulu? Yeah, it's so on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Check that out. Uh, that That's going to be my recommendation for the episode. Um, I believe that's it. Ozzy, do you want to sign us out? I mean, boy, do I. <laughs> Carlos! <laughs> Excuse me. I'm just around. <laughs> Carlos, where can people find you on social media? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Shuri456, and you can follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFalls. It's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the YouTube channel. And, of course, our website, ScreenFalls.com. Check it all out. All right, Enrique, where can people find you? Uh, you can um, follow me on Twitter at CBOGA635. Check me out. I retweet some funny things every blue moon. <laughs> All right. What does what does your Twitter initial stand for? Uh, it's my last name. It's the first letter of my last name and the last four letters <laughs> of my last name and then 635 because those are numbers. <laughs> Okay, girls, you heard. If you have a crush on Enrique, <laughs> hit me up. I'm pretty Gucci. Gucci. <laughs> well, oh. Guys, anyways, please see it, great people. If you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe. Just mess around, guys. You can find me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy, and also if you have any recommendations, you can please email me them at. Ozzy.Castro at ScreenFellows.com. Guys, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. 
Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also check out the YouTube channel, the website. Guys, this is Green Fellows. Gucci.